Looking to make the rest of your life the best part of your life? Every week, the Words for Life podcast has principles and testimonies that will help us become a little better than we were yesterday. This will positively impact your life. Welcome to another Words for Life discussion. I'm your host, Terrence Farrell, a.k.a. T. Farrell. And I, I say it all the time, but I am so glad you decided to join us today. Um, again, I think it's going to be a great episode. But before I get started, I was listening to a sermon just this morning as I was doing my morning walk. Um, it was on vision and it was by Michael Todd. And he said, I, I typed it out. He said, vision is more important than money. He said, God he said, the vision God gives you is the most valuable. Vision is vertical. It comes from God. Ideas and strategy is what we see with our eyes open. But vision is what we see with our eyes closed. Vision is God's view of the situation. And just that alone, it was just like, yo, and I feel like I got vision. I feel like I've gotten vision from God. And then Here's the part that 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 kind of got me and got me open and I'm going to get a little transparent here. God gave me a vision of where words for life will be if I trust him. And he was talking about how vision is is what God gives you and sometimes we don't want to we don't want to grab hold of it because of our insecurities or whatever. And as I reflected on myself and words for life, I found out or I realized I was trying to dumb down the vision God gave me because he because if I dumb it down it's like okay I can see how this is ha gonna happen it's gonna be big but I can see how it's gonna be that big but the vision he gave me is like yo I can't see it and I don't know if I'm the guy to do that and it's just like yeah I'm not really a speaker and where he wanted to take it is just like yeah I don't know but that's the vision you embrace the vision that God gives you it takes it to it takes it to a whole God level outside of what we can see so I just wanted to I wanted to share I wanted to be a little transparent and remind anybody that's out there ideas strategies horizontal vision comes from God it's vertical and once he gives you that vision you need to pray for I was going to say the guts, but you need to pray for the courage to, to, to move forward, to, to not uh, try to dumb it down. Like I was trying to, I was actually trying to dumb down God's vision to see, to, to have it be what I could see. All right. I understand how this is going to happen. And then we're going to do this. We're going to work hard and God's going to bless it. And we, we throw that God's going to bless it on it and figure it's cool. But if we embrace his total vision, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it hit me that hard. So I just wanted to share that. It was on me. I wanted to share that. Um, I really feel like this episode is going to is going to roll right into it because our our special guest is an entrepreneur. And I know God's given her vision. Um, our special guest is a Sally Smith, uh, CEO of Smith House Crafts. So. Yeah. <laughs> just in case you don't know any more about us, Sally, I'm going to give you just, just a couple of quick things. She's an education administrator. She's got a degree in mathematics. I only know one other person <laughs> that has a degree in mathematics. That's my brother. Um, so just mathematics. Most people run from mathematics. She's got a degree in it. 
Um, she's a mom of three amazing boys. Uh, I think I'm a god godparent of one. Yes. Of them. Yeah. All three. All three. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Happy wife, happy husband and business owner of Smith House Crafts, a natural bath and body business that makes 100 percent handmade products that are kind to the body and good for the soul. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, help me welcome a Sally Smith. A Sally, how you doing? Uh, Hey, Terrence, how you doing? How you doing? Thank you so much for having me. Like, I am very, very excited. Very excited. Very excited. So thank you. No problem. And I see you're in the lab. I'm in the lab. So yes, everything is in this room. And that's all that takes place in this room. So there's no, there's no eating and cooking and all that kind of stuff. It's just, just for Smith House Crafts. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So um, I'm just I'm I'm happy to have you as well. Uh, we've been we've longtime friends. Long, oh my goodness! Yeah, 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 yeah. So wanted to wanted to ask: Have you always had an entrepreneurial spirit? Because I think you've had other businesses in the past as well. I have. So I I was born and raised in Canada, mm-hmm. and my mother, who was a West Indian mother, who was raised in England, was very crafty herself. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm not going to claim that I just picked all this stuff up. My mother taught me how to sew, how to knit, how to crochet, how to macrame, how to cross stitch, how to cook, how to, you know, all these different things. And so I think that's kind of where the crafty side of me started kind of getting birthed because I really did like it. And um, the the entrepreneurial side of it, I think. Um, came on later in life. And I honestly, probably like you were saying about the vision, I think it could have been so much earlier had I just listened and had I just not put my limitations on things. So yeah, and, and honestly, sometimes even thinking about, you know, my West Indian family would much prefer me to have a nine to five that just took care of what it needed to take care of. If you want to do something on the side, that's that's another thing, but make sure that you're focused, make sure you're a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. That shows success, right? And so um, actually when I moved to the United States, I was, I was 16 when I went to, when I did my undergrad and I hadn't left. It wasn't always my plan, but I hadn't left. Um, and ever since moving to Texas, right out of college, it's these ideas just started kind of flowing and I was still kind of putting the brakes on, but that was all me. That was all me. I have to say, and I spent three years teaching in Houston, Texas, teaching mathematics, loving every minute of it, loving my nice, steady, you know, steady job. And, you know, I'm going to do this for the next 30 years and I'll be just fine, right? And then I moved to New York. I moved to Harlem, New York. Oh, I loved Harlem, New York. 129 and Lenox, those of you who know. And it just seemed like you would just see people really trying to go for their dreams, whatever they were. (laughs) Everybody had their own. But I knew that I, there was something in me that could really do those same things, love what I'm doing, make people happy in the process. And my first business was um, 
kind of like a paper business, really. It actually created invitations and, and menus for restaurants and on all of that. And I would be creating wedding invitations. There were just these gorgeous wedding invitations and, and people were sending me all their business. And I was doing programs for different, you know, different programs that were going around the city. And I was just having a wonderful time doing it. And, you know, sometimes you're always saying, oh, should I be sticking to that nine to five? Should I? Because it's not easy. And anybody who's an entrepreneur knows that it's not, it doesn't just come like this, Mm -hmm. especially if I didn't have a marketing degree, I didn't have a business degree, right? So I was kind of figuring things out as I was going along. And although I enjoyed it, I did um, transition to other things. And um, I'm sure we'll kind of get to some other things, some other things in the conversation. But, you know, sometimes life Mm -hmm. comes in. At the time, I was single, living life, doing what I needed to do in my little apartment in Harlem, having a good old time, making my invitations. And I'm telling you, I loved every minute of it. In fact, I I just did invitations for my sister-in-law's wedding last week. So I'm still, it's still in me. It's still there, right? And so, you know, as I kind of got through my education, because I was doing my master's and everything at the time. And so it was just a lot going on. And so I kind of slowed down on that a little bit, started doing it just for friends, just for people who were close by, a baby shower here, a a, a little tea lunch here, you know, things like that. Um, But it was still in me. And I feel like that's kind of where it really started. And I, from that point, just consistently had this urge to, you know, to always doing something that I wanted to do, that I enjoyed while doing it. Like you said, I'm an education administrator and I I love that too. Like the children, I love teaching. I love math. I love all those things. But sometimes you still want something that, you know, kind of taps into other parts of you, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what it did. It tapped into those crafty things that my mother always taught me and, you know, um, started making baby blankets. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, I have to, I'll send you some pictures, but just some baby blankets. And I think you have a baby blanket, don't you? Yes, we do. <laughs> right? Yeah. So like though those baby blankets, they it just it was just in me. And mm-hmm. I started to think to myself, wow, like these are things that some people really shy away from because they don't see the end, right? They don't see that finish line, so to speak. But when you jump in as an entrepreneur, you kind of have to jump without seeing that finish line, right? You, and in fact, when you get there, there's another line that you got to get to. Yes, yeah. You know, so that's there's just... Never, there's never one, like, finish line. It's there's like, never one I'm finish fine. line. Yeah, no. Right. And so that's that's the long way around it. Yes. So, yeah, I've kind of always had that entrepreneurial spirit. And um, once I got myself out of the way, <laughs> right, once I got my limitations and trying to wrap things around my head out of the way, Mm-hmm. that stuff's really starts to pick up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I I I I I understand 100%. Um yeah. I was going to ask what did you what what's one of the lessons that you've learned from being an entrepreneur that you feel Ooh. like you wouldn't have learned it any other way? You know, it's I think it's one thing that I've known for a while, but mm-hmm. I I didn't articulate until much later, like literally within the last year or so that you don't have to get it right <laughs> every time yeah. you just gotta get started <laughs> you know what I mean and so I you could spend 
years planning the perfect business and then you launch and then it flops <laughs> and you could spend weeks planning the perfect business right and then you launch and then you actually see things pick up right so sometimes you just got to you just got to get going right and kind of, again get yourself out of that way and that's one thing that i learned that i was like you know what this is something that i'm feeling could really be successful I'm going to try it. What's the worst that could happen? The worst going to happen is ah, I'm going to tweak it and I'm going to do this. Or I, you know what? This is, but this is something now with Smith House Crafts that I'm really, really enjoying. Um, my clients are enjoying and it just makes you want to propel and do more and, you know, and really spread your wings. So that's definitely one thing. Get started. Nice. Just get started. <laughs> I mean, that, that's you are you are definitely an inspiration in that too, Terrence. I got to tell you because, really? oh, absolutely. I, I just the other day I was talking to my husband and I said, "How long have I been here in New York?" Right. And when I started counting the years, mm -hmm. I have been in New York almost twenty-two years. Mm. Almost twenty-two years. Mm -hmm. All of which I've known you for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's seeing the formation and the transformations that you've made in your company and seeing how you've grown and seeing how you've just spread out. Like, that's an inspiration too, you know? And so seeing your people doing it and doing it well, you know what I mean? It's, it's, yeah. it's an inspiration to me. And so I appreciate you too, T. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's it's funny that you say we need to get out of our own way because sometimes yeah. our myopic view is just like, oh man, I'm just doing that. I'm not where I want to be. And, and yep. you realize how many people you're inspiring. Like right? inspiration is so many people, but you're so um, you know, we're, we're the best at beating ourselves up. And it's just we like could have did this better. Man, yep. I could have been here if I would have started sooner. And you and you get into that, and that that self-talk just it, it can also hinder you. So yeah, yeah. So don't, so that, that's what I thought. That's what I was thinking. Like, just, just don't wait, right? If you have these ideas that you, they're going to come to you as you're, as you're continuing to form, you know, the plan and everything, these things will come, right? But you got to start, right? You got to start, get out of your own way and start. Definitely. Definitely. Now I, I want to ask you kind of, kind of flip this thing a little bit. Okay. Um, one, I wanted to add, because people look at Smith house crafts. Now I look at it now. It's just like, Man, this thing is amazing. And it doesn't it doesn't even have to be just Smith House Crafts or with the businesses, but what's one of the toughest things that God's brought you through? Oh. Mm. So it's actually not quite Smith House Crafts related. Is that okay? No, that's fine. That's fine. Doesn't have to anywhere in life. Okay, anywhere in life. Okay. In life. So <laughs> whew, it's something that you know I always kind of go back to and realize how far I've come, right? And so I, <laughs> so as you know, I was born and raised in Canada. So I'm a Canadian citizen, um, going to school in Alabama as a Canadian citizen. Mm -hmm. And leaving there, I had what was called an H-1B visa. Right. And every, those of you from Canada or from other countries know that you have to have a visa in order to work in the United States. Mm -hmm. Makes perfect sense. 
So I worked under my visa. I was doing well, like I said, in Texas. It's a three-year visa. And, you know, I worked there for three years. So after leaving Texas, I got started on my master's program in um, in New York, and I started working in a in a small district in New Jersey. And the, the the stipulation for me to accept this job, I said I will accept this job as long as you make sure that my immigration visa is always up to date. I want to make sure that that's like a done deal. I don't want to have to work because it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. No problem. Sign on the dotted line. So I was teaching there, happily teaching there. I I love middle school. So I was teaching middle school, teaching eighth grade mathematics. I'm in my zone. I'm teaching algebra. I'm I'm knocking down like, oh, I'm just killing it, right? One, two, three years. I'm good. I'm still there. I'm loving it. The kids are amazing. And one, (laughs) one Christmas, my lovely husband said, um, you know what? We should visit your mom in Canada. It was Christmas Day, mind you. It was literally Christmas Day. <laughs> and I said, because you know my husband, he, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, you know what? It's an awesome idea because he's he's good on, he likes that kind of stuff. So I said, absolutely, let's do it. We literally hop in the car an hour later. Eight hours later, we were in Toronto, Canada, knock on my mom's door. Merry Christmas. Ah, Surprise. Wonderful surprise. You spend the day, you spend two, three days, time to turn around and go back to, go back to my lovely job that I had. Mm -hmm. Got to the border. And they said, Miss Smith, you're not coming in here today. Oh, no. Excuse me? (laughs) Excuse me? Um. Apparently, my job where I was, and I'm not going to name names, they dropped the ball and they did not renew my visa for the fourth year. Mm. In fact, this was December and it had been expired since September. Oh, man. So I literally had to turn around (laughs) and go back to Toronto, Canada. And I never worked a day in that school district ever again. Oh, so ever again. Even rectify and say, oh, sorry, I'll bet. The type of visa that it was, you you had to maintain it. You couldn't just say, yeah, I want another one of those. Right? It it wasn't like that. Never stepped foot in that place again. Mm. So now I'm in this place where I'm like, I had that so-called business that I thought I was doing so well with, right? And here I am in a country that I've never been in my adult life because I left Canada from when I was 16. Mm -hmm. And what am I going to do at this point? So that's where prayer (laughs) truly changes things. And um, all of a sudden, a lot of opportunities just started coming my way. And I could see God working the entire time, the entire time. And talking about keeping your mind wide open, he sent me to England. Mm. And it was like, okay, all right, I'll go. I'm listening. After that situation. After that situation, he sent me to England to teach. 
to teach. And um, just me having different perspectives of what the education system is like in different countries Mm -hmm. was so valuable that when I came back a year later, Mm -hmm. it just opened my eyes to what really could be. And then literally, I, I just continue to say, Lord, just, just send me, tell me what you want. Tell me what you want me to do. And because in my head, I think, I thought to myself, I'm just going to find another school district. I'm going to find another middle school classroom. I'm going to go right back in there. And right. he just continued to open doors. I, uh, there's no way that these doors would have been open for myself. Right. Because again, I'm, I, I have no visa. Mm-hmm. I have, you know what I mean? Like all these, all these doors in my eyes were closed because there's no way. Right. And so he opened up a door through, it's the craziest thing. I'm telling you, like, you can't even make this stuff up. Yeah. Remember Craigslist? Yeah. Craigslist? Yeah. I think I, I was think it's still around. Right. I was literally just kind of combing through Craigslist. Like, I don't know even know why I'm on here because I'm I'm a teacher. Like I, I have a degree. Like I I, I yeah, yeah, what, yeah. <laughs> why am I on Craigslist? And up popped um what in the education field is called professional development, where teachers constantly get, you know, schooling, so to speak, training and things like that. And there was this job that was like, we're looking for people who are interested in doing professional development for teachers. And I was like, well, I like teaching and I like teaching teachers. Not only was it geared around mathematics, which you would never find. Okay. But it was geared around what my master's was in, was instructional technology. And this person was willing to apply for my visa. Like, it was just like, that never happens. That never happens. Like usually you have to have this stuff already. In fact, I wasn't even going to say anything because I'm like, they're not even going to bother with me. Once they hear I'm Canadian and I don't have a visa, they're going to be like, you're no good to us right now. This person actually went through the channels. I'm telling you, only God went through the channels to get the, it was a different visa, but it was a visa. And I worked kind of, I don't want to say freelance, but it was like, I was my own boss. Again, that entrepreneurial spirit mm-hmm. for about seven years. Wow. And yeah. And so in that, I just learned that if you let go and let God, he will make that path. He will, you know, when, when we think it's just A to B, it might be A to Z back to B, but there is a path for you and God will provide it. And he, that's exactly what he did. And, you know, when I, if I look back at some of the things that I was thinking about at that moment, there were so many opportunities for me to just curl up in the corner somewhere and just say, I give up because this was supposed to be, I was supposed to be living this wonderful life at this point, right? right. And um, God just showed me he just showed me that, you know, I got you. I've got you. Right. And uh, I think about, you know, not having room enough to receive. Yeah. It was just constant this blessings upon blessings. And I just, I just thank God for that. Again, long story, but to get around, that's how I, I saw God in 
in every move I was making. And it was like, wow, wow. <laughs> and people look at me like, how did you even? I can't even explain that. What? It just so let opened me, the door. Let me ask you this. Um, how has life been different since you, since, oh, you been, since you came out on the other side of all of that and watched God oh. like that? See, you understand, because it was one lesson that I learned. And this is something that I want to say to a lot of people who are in their nine to fives. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. I'm still in one myself. So I, I get it. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the moment you're you are not there, you will be replaced. <laughs> mm -hmm. The moment. You are no longer um, something to be used by this place, company, business, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They will find your replacement. They will work you to the bone. They will work you till you have nothing left and then replace you. You know what I mean? And so as much as people say, you are so, you're, you're such a value. You're such a, you know, you're just, oh, we can't, we couldn't do this without you. As much as they said, you know, at the time I was Miss Harris, right? And at the time it was like, Miss Harris, what are we going to do? Who's going to teach these classes? Who's going to, you're going to, they're going to find someone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to find someone. And there's always someone in the wings waiting to take that place. Right. right. So I feel like once you, once you kind of recognize setback, recognize that, start to try and make moves that will benefit you, your family, your friends that are, you know, that mean the most to you. And you will feel so fulfilled through that. Right. There are times when I'm in this lab to two, three o'clock in the morning, and it doesn't even feel like it because I enjoy it so much. Right. And I know that the people who are a part of it feel that love that I'm putting into every product that I make here, right? Try to get me to stay on a computer doing nine to five work till three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Not so much, right? As much as I love it, right? And so that's one thing that I saw on the other end that, you know, first of all, treat people right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the, the reciprocation you get from that is just amazing. But I always learned that, you know what, do the best you can while you can for as long as you can. The moment you feel like you're drained, you, you, you've given every last bit of what you have, right? People will chew up, spit you out and get the next replacement. Mm. And I just, that's one thing that's always stuck in my head that really, we really do need to stay on what God's calling is for you. Mm -hmm. As crazy as it may sound to you, mm -hmm. this limited, finite mind that I have, yeah. right? And 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 just work for him. Work for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love love it. Love it. I great advice. Great advice. All right. So let's talk about what you're doing now. Let's talk about Smith House Crafts and and yes, yeah. <laughs> What, what it is, where it came from, what's next? Oh, yeah. Um, so Smith House Crafts, I'm telling you, I spent, um, I have three boys, as you can see right here, the three boys, these are them. Nice. And um, 
like I said, I've always kind of had that entrepreneur, entrepreneurial spirit and crafting was one thing that was big for me. I was always finding ways to express myself through crafts of some kind. Before Smith House Crafts, I was making jewelry and I don't wear jewelry. You know what I mean? Like it was just that that feeling of being able to create something is just really I, I just love that. And so I had at the time I had two boys and this again, this 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 business ideas kept kind of flowing through my mind and I'm trying to name it, you know, around the names of my children and trying to be all, you know, all deep, trying to mix their names and create. And so I had my third child and he had like these blotches like all over his skin and um if those of you who who know me know that all of my children are like my complexion or darker <laughs> but this third baby he's like this color <laughs> so those blotches on his skin showed up even more than they would on somebody who had darker skin and i was like is it what is it what am I putting on his skin? Am I putting something on his skin that's, you know, that's not good for him? You know, he's getting a, a little rash here and a blotch there. And it just, it was, it was, as a mother, it was just like really hurting my heart because it was red and then it was bumpy and it was just stuff going on. And I would find what I thought were like the best possible products. I would go into these stores and get, you know, these expensive creams and these, you know, fragrance-free soaps and all these things to try and make sure that what I was putting on his skin was, was okay for him. And it just wasn't, it wasn't working. It wasn't working. Nothing was working. And, um, and then I read this fact, I read this statistic that says 60% of what goes on your skin goes into your bloodstream. Mm -hmm. I was like, so not only am I looking at things that are on the surface, these are things that might be affecting him on the inside as well. Right. Right. And so I said to myself, I wonder if, I wonder if I could make something <laughs> that would work for him because I've heard of shea butter and coconut oil and cocoa butter. And I've used those things. You go to like, go to those beauty supply shops, you got cocoa butter, you can rub right on you and it's great. So I started to think to myself, I wonder if I could do something like that. And I started to read up, I started taking classes, I started trying to figure out what it is I could do um, to help my youngest. And I'm telling you, the minute it all started to come into to, to, to plan, where my first thing was soap, and it's like, like, soap, like, this is soap. And I could make it look fancy, but I, the thing about it is I knew every ingredient that was in here. Like I knew what it took to create this. Mm -hmm. And so I thought if I could make soap, I wonder if I could make lotion. And again, I could see and feel every butter and oil that I melt down. And I'm going to tell you when I start like it was almost immediately when I started using the soap and I started using the lotion that I'd made and I knew the ingredients, I could name them, mm -hmm. you know, I could instantly start to see the blotches start to go away. Now I'm not saying that this is like anything for medicinal purposes. Like I'm not going there. I'm just saying what I noticed on my son's skin and the fact that I would try it on my son, you know what I mean? It means I, I'm not, I'm not the one to take risks, so to speak with my son's health especially knowing that these things go into his bloodstream and to see his skin repairing 
it was just, it was just an amazing thing. And I realized if this is going to work for him, my son, my child, my baby, right? I wonder what effects this could have on my whole family, my whole family, my extended family, my friends. So I kind of brought some stuff to church and I was like, guys, you want to try this and see if you, and the reviews on every product I would bring was like, I need more of that. I, I need more of that one. And I need more of that one. Right. And again, like you look at the ingredients and you're seeing cocoa butter, coconut oil, grapeseed oil, you know, you're seeing all these things. And to, for me to know that that's, you know, how all this can be created, it's just so exciting. And I would actually have people who have gone through illnesses who are saying, my skin has never felt so, so good, you know, or I couldn't seem to get this part of my body moisturized and now I can, you know? And so it just, it kind of took off from there. And Smith House Crafts was literally in a dream. Really? Like, I'm telling you, I went to bed one night going, I don't know how how I'm going to do this. Is it going to be, because my sons are Caleb, Zachary, and Joshua. How am I going to mix their names together so I can make them all part of the name? And it was Zalem something. It was all kind of crazy stuff. I went to, (laughs) I'm telling you, it was nuts. It was nuts because it was coming from here, right? It was coming from me. And I went to bed that night. I woke up the next morning, literally woke right up. And I said, babe, it's Smith House Crafts. And he was like, I love that. I said, that's it. That's it. I don't like, I, it's great for you to like it, but that's what it is. Right, right. And, right. <laughs> and literally within, I'd say within an hour, I developed my logo, my, my, like everything was in that dream. And I was like, I need to capture this immediately. Nice. And, you know, to this day, like I, I don't regret it. I don't regret it one second because it keeps me grounded as to why I'm doing it. Mm. And then the fact that my whole family is a part of this. So we're Smith House Crafts. Nice. That yeah. is so cool. That yeah. is, I, and and I'm, I'm so close to you. Like you, me, me and your husband, me and Hope, we're just. Oh my goodness. You guys have known each other longer than I've known you. Good night. <laughs> but um, I never knew the backstory behind it. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and guys, awesome. he's the reason. He's the reason I even know my husband. So just put it out there. Um, so so let, let's let's do this. What's the best way people can get in touch with you, support, follow what you're doing? You know, the, the best way somebody can support, it's not always monetary. It's always helpful, you know, to support the shop, smithhousecrafts.com. Mm-hmm. But talk about, talk about Smith House Crafts share things that you get from Smith House Crafts. Uh, you know, when if you're on social media, please follow Smith House Crafts. I don't put any craziness up there. I don't put anything with bad language or I don't do any of that on there. So it's clean stuff. Just talking about the, the products and the effects that they can have on your skin. Mm-hmm. I try to get funny every once in a while, but just follow um, at Smith House Crafts on Instagram, Smith House Crafts on Facebook, um, Crafts Smith. I can give you all this information, but Smith, the Crafts Smith on Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Smith House Crafts, and just kind of go with the journey with me because I really want to get the word out that this is this is where we need to be. You know, this is where we as a people 
all shapes, colors, sizes need to be. We need to be in a space where we only put the best products on our skin. Mm-hmm. And just know that every single thing that I that comes out of my shop is made with these two hands from scratch. And so knowing that and knowing that I I wouldn't use it on my children if if you know what I mean, if I didn't think it was something that should be good to use. Um, but yeah, that's the best way that you could support Smith House Crafts and 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 really any small business. Um, but that's the way I, I I love love. I love to hear what you know, the effects have been. I love to see reviews on my pages. I like, I love to see that. And then I love when people reach out and just say, I got a picture the other day that just had some empty Smith House crafts bottles saying, I need more, right? Like, I love that. You know, I can, so that's, that's what I really love. Just interact, you know, um, share your story, share your experiences with Smith House crafts. Um, And then what's coming? I mean, We've got so many products now that, you know, there's some that I haven't even released yet. I just use products to make sure that they're the right formulations and things like that. Um, But the ones that are out there have been formulated for years, (laughs) literally. Um, And so try try something, get a sample pack from, Mm -hmm. from Smith House Crafts and try some of the products and see, and see the difference that you, that you'll have. Um, And then coming down the line, Ooh, I haven't said this out loud, T, but I'm going to say it on words for life. I'm going to put it out there. I'll put it out there. One thing thing that I hear consistently is the customers that I have, the clients that I have, it's like, you know what? I know I need to buy lotion already. Like, I need to do that. I need to buy soap. These are things that I have as a necessity. Mm-hmm. So this is what I this is what I get from a lot of my clients. I need Smith House Crafts just to send me the products every month to my doorstep. No. Literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, I want soap and I want a lotion and I want to get it every month. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna be launching a subscription box no. very soon. And I'm very excited. It's gonna be kind of a whole experience, a whole wellness you know, take self-care experience. Um, and it'll include Smith House Crafts products that people know and love and other little surprises and things in there. But um, so to stay tuned for that. Um, and if people are interested, they can email me at hello at smithhousecrafts.com or they can text me at 732-844-3485 and I'll give them whatever information they need. Nice, nice. And I'm going to, you got to send me all the information, but I'm going to put it all in the description so that people can click here or click. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm very excited. Oh, that's stuff. So cool. So cool. Any final thoughts or words of advice you want to share? Oh, man. You know, I think one thing that I've learned is that I wish I didn't take as long as I did to become an entrepreneur, right? To really kind of jump in and and really take something that I know and love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, any words of advice? I'd probably say, you know what? Don't plan thinking that everything's going to work out perfectly mm-hmm. and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. the minute you, you think everything's going to work out just fine and it doesn't, you're defeated, mm-hmm. right? And so in order, I'm a glass half full kind of gal. I really am. I just, I just am. I'd always rather see something half full, but 
I found that when I plan to a point of this is going to be perfect and this is the way it's got to go, the minute it has to vary from that, it it kind of kind of makes you. Huh. Yeah. So so plan knowing that things are going to change. Plan knowing that you need to be flexible. Plan knowing that it may not come out to be exactly what you thought, but open yourself to what God has for you and it will be exactly what's needed. Nice, nice. And that and that works not only entrepreneurship. I'm I'm a, a test with my son. It's like if we oh. The perfect hit. We're gonna go to the park and we're gonna do this. And he's just good like, luck with that. <laughs> I, don't like going there. I don't want to play with the ball today. I'm like, you love the ball. It's like, right? Not today. <laughs> I should have planned something else, and I get all that. It's just, just yeah, 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 yeah. Go, go. Just go with what God's got. God's plan is for you. I'm telling you. If I ever thought that I'd be running a business that people actually want to interview me. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been like Moses. I'd have been like, yeah, no, uh, the whole speech thing, not really my thing, you know. Um, right. Maybe you should call somebody else for that kind of thing, right? But just staying open. If my, in my plan wasn't to do like appearances and things like that, that wasn't my plan. Right. right. But I was, I left it flexible enough for that to happen, and God is just blessing. That's that's what's up. I really I thank you for coming on. I thank you for being as transparent as you were. I really <laughs> no problem. No problem. I, I love you, T. I love you, T. I love your family, too. So love you too. Love you, too. Oh, man. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. I We appreciate you. If you haven't done so, like, share the podcast, uh, subscribe even. Definitely yeah. words for life. Uh, if you're listening on the Apple podcast or uh, Google Podcasts, know that we're also on uh, YouTube. So we have a YouTube channel. So nice. you can check us out there. Um, so this this is, you know, a video experience as well. Um, if you, like I said, if you want to connect with Smith House Crafts, the links are going to be in the description, wherever the description is, whether it's up, whatever, yeah, wherever you're listening or watching, it could be in a different spot, but it's there. Uh, nice. Also, if you don't know about Be More Today, connect with us. It's www.bemoretoday.com. Nice. We have positive apparel there. You can learn more about Words for Life. Um, you can pick up the book that uh, my partner, Sean, he wrote. It's called Be More Today, 40 Days to a Better Version of You. Nice. Definitely check that out. That, that'll bless your life. And as usual, we're going to end with a Words for Life track. Um, so stay tuned for that. Oh, I also wanted to mention... This episode makes a year that Words Podcast has been broadcasting. We started a year ago nice. this month. So nice. um, it's, it's, it's really cool. Thank you for those that continue to support. Thank you for those that just found out about us, but y'all are always supporting. We really, really appreciate it. We hope that we've inspired you to make the rest of your life the best part of your life. And with oh, nice. that, we're out. Nice. So I am, I am a, a sci-fi buff. Um, I, I enjoy uh, a lot of psychological thrillers. And if you listen very closely to the way that I approach scripture, that is probably not news to you. And so one of the things that I love to do is to go to escape rooms. 
don't know if anyone is like that with me. I love escape rooms. And for those of us that don't know what an escape room is, um, it's basically a room that you're put inside of. It's usually a thematic, right, some type of storyline. Um, and, and the idea is that you are, you are locked inside or trapped inside, right? Um, and you have a certain amount of time to figure out how to get out of that space, out of that room. Right? Sometimes it could be like a falling elevator or a train that has lost its brakes or something crazy, right? Um, but, but, but the idea is that you're supposed to, to uh, look around the room and find clues, right? They're supposed to give you insight into how to escape. Uh, uh, most of the time, you're trying to figure out throughout this process, right? Uh, am I experiencing an unnecessary distraction or a purposeful redirection of my attention? What does it mean, right? Why is it, why is it here? These are the questions that you kind of ask yourself as you're going around and playing with different things in the room, right? Uh, um, what does it mean? Why is it here? Uh, and because you only have an hour, right, or so to escape the room, it kind of adds to the thrill of it, right? Um, it, it, it's a part of the excitement. And, and, but, but sometimes you can bring too much of your brain into the space. I'm going to say it another way. Sometimes you can bring too much of your ego, right? Too much of your paranoia into a space and you start to think that clues are clues when they're not clues. And you start to think that this means something and it actually doesn't, right? And if you're anything like me and, and you love these moments, but you also get frustrated because you want to beat the time, you don't want to ask for help, right? You, you kind of have this, this moment where, where you become overwhelmed, right? In this space and you start getting frustrated because you become too obsessed with trying to find the clue. Here's what the Game Master says. Things in this room are meant to be moved and opened. But he also says, if it doesn't open or move easily, it's not meant to be. It's a very, very important instruction. He says there are things in this, move, in, in this room that are meant to move, that are meant to, 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 to be open, that are meant to, to interact with, but there are things in here that don't. Here's what you have to understand. If it does not move easily, if it does not change quickly, right, you have to understand that, that it's not meant to. And what I've come to find in this interpretation is that this game is best enjoyed when you learn how to not control the story. But you learn to play along with whatever has already been created in the room. And I think a lot of times in life we are challenged with trying to figure out whether certain moments in our lives are unnecessary distractions or if they are purposeful redirections of our attention. Right? Is this my husband? Is this my wife? Am I supposed to take this job? Right? Were they actually trying to throw shade when they made that comment? Right? Are, are any of the current sitting global leaders the Antichrist? Had to put it out there because somebody's thinking it, right? Somebody's thinking it, right? It, 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 it's, it's, it's COVID-19 really that random? Right. Uh, and, and here's the thing. While it's good to get an understanding, the problem is, is that we want to define everything and give it a meaning. We want to figure it out and we want to figure it out quick. Right. In other words, and oftentimes we're not operating out of a hunger for understanding, but of a need to be in control. 
We should have learned by now from Eve, from Cain, from Lot's daughters, from Gideon, from Saul, that we thrive in life when we learn how to not control the story, but to just listen and respond to God as he uses the details to write the narrative. This is how the scripture teaches it, right? When Paul says, and we know that all things work together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. But here's how another translation says, and I like it this way. He says, God works all things together for the good of them who love God and are called according to his purpose. What he's saying is, whoever's behind it, God still uses it. And if we are listening, because there's a calling, and if we are responding by loving God, we can discern how to navigate it. Because what needs to move will move. What needs to change will change. The clarity that many of us are seeking, we actually already have. So we shouldn't get too obsessed with, meet, with needing to control or explain or define everything, but we just need to listen and respond. You will see God make it all come together, together.